Okay, welcome back everybody to another episode, episode 120 of the Isaiah Kid Podcast. Welcome back, welcome back. We are back. Um, we're going to talk some Michael Jordan talk. Um, we got some Michael Jordan talk. We're going to talk about the last dance a little bit. Episode 7 and 8. We are down to the last two episodes coming up this Sunday. Um, and then we're going to get into some MLB talk. The MLB has proposed a plan. It's um, proposed its future plan coming back for July the 1st. They are the first people to talk to talk about and come, like they're finalizing and now they're coming back. Uh, and then we have the NBA. We have some NBA news that I'm going to get into. I'm going to talk a little bit about a little bit about it briefly. And then uh, we we got we got some topics to talk about today. So let's get let's get into it. Um, without further ado, we got a good one for you guys today. I have a good one for you guys today, Barbara. Um, yeah, let's get it. Uh, I catch you guys right after this quick break. We get into Michael Jordan. Episodes seven and eight, a little bit. We're gonna talk about a little bit um, um seven and eight, and what's been going on, and who who do I, what characters do I like? We're gonna talk and some teams that I like throughout the nineties. I'm gonna get into that uh, after I get into my main focal point and my biggest takeaway from these from these last two episodes. These episode, these all of these episodes have been really good, entertaining. Uh, the last seems like the last the past two three weeks have just gotten better and better. As time gone on, um, so let's get into it. Thank you for all those. Thank you for all those for all, for all you guys that stream this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and so forth. Any other streaming platform that you use the pod that you use to download this podcast or listen to this podcast. Thank you and continue using it. Um, so let's get into it. And, and I'm not gonna lie, the theory of Michael Jordan and retirement and the the theory of Jordan and David Stern and David Stern suspending Michael Jordan uh, the evidence there's no evidence there's no there's no facts people just putting two or two together they're trying to they're trying to make something out of nothing uh and I never really bought into the theory of David Stern suspending Michael Jordan I never bought into it I never bought into it. First of all, suspended for what? He was gambling. Nobody cared. No, like literally. I know. I, and I've you know I've talked to a couple of people that lived throughout this time because obviously I was not alive. But I lived. Through, I lived. I, I talked to a couple of people that lived throughout this time, and they didn't care. <laughs> they didn't care. They didn't care about Michael Jordan gambling habits. Like, who cares if he's at Atlantic City? Uh, who cares when he's golfing on the golf? When, when he's betting on the golf course? Uh, who cares? Like, who doesn't? Who doesn't bet? Who doesn't gamble on the on the golf course? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? So that, that I I I never really bought into the Jordan to David Stern suspending Jordan. Never bought into it. Plus, get this, Michael. We all know that at that point in time, Michael Jordan was the face of the league. No Larry Bird, no Magic Johnson. Lakers are not dominant. Celtics are not dominant. It's Bulls and Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan and Bulls. Michael Jordan was the best player in the league, obviously, and the most popular player in the league, and made the league popular. He made the NBA popular. That's how the NBA got all those TV deals. TBS, ABC. That's how. That's how. That's how. 
the NBA got all these TV deals. So how would David Stern look going to the owners? Mind you, the owners, all the owners are grossing a, 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 a great amount of revenue. Why, why, why would they? And you, you, you do know that David Stern works for the owners. Why would he go to the owners and say, hey, okay, so um, we are suspending Michael Jordan. Owners say for what? He was gambling. Owners would, owners would be pissed. The owners would be pissed. The owners would be pissed. Because Jordan, that was Jordan. I mean, I, I, and I hate to say it, it was all Jordan. But, I mean, he was the most noble player in basketball, in the sport. Uh, at that time, I think he was probably, you, you would probably look at him as, as being one of the most notable figures in sports all throughout the world. I mean, with the U.S. Dream Team and his global dominance and his global presence, uh, yeah, it's a strong case for that. And to think that David Stern would go to the owners and say, hey, so Jordan was, you know, Michael's been gambling. Uh, we're going to suspend him. What? The owners would be like, why? 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 And no disrespect to, you know, the, to the Suns and Charles Barkley. And no, no disrespect to all those great players, but why would they suspend Jordan for 18 months? Why would, why would David Stern say, hey, so, Michael, um, you know, you've been gambling, you know, we're going to suspend you for 18 months. Why 18 months? 18 months is just, 18 months is just so, it's, that's, a, that's such a weird number to pick. 18 months. That, you realize, like, that's next, you're suspending him for a whole year. And then you're suspending him for the first half of the following season. And then you're like, okay. And then you'll be able to come back midway through next year. What? That doesn't even make sense. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't even make sense. Or then, you know, and then, and then David Stern, you know, how would David Stern be able to predict that baseball would have a strike? You know, Michael, baseball's going to have a strike. Michael, you know the MLB is going to have a strike? So you come back in 18 months. How does that sound? That, that doesn't even sound right. And I know, I know, you know, the, the conspiracy theorists. The, the, I, 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 don't, I don't. Typically in sports, when people come up with like conspiracy theories, I don't listen to them. In sports, I don't listen to them. I, it's there's not there's there's and this I mean not even just in sports, but when people come up with conspiracy theories, it's like uh, no, bro. Like you get like this is my thing with the. With the conspiracy theorists. You feed them constant facts. You give them constant facts <laughs> to back to 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 you know to devalue their point, their theory. You give them endless facts to you know just bring down their theory, to shoot down their theory. And they're still like, nah, this yeah, this is this my theory right here? Yeah, my theory right here, yeah. It it, it yep. Yep, We're, I'm sticking with it. Why? That, but that's often my thing with conspiracy theories. I don't know. I, and in sports, don't don't listen to anything. No, no conspiracy theory in sports. Just it's not true. If it, it's not if it's not hard, cold facts, it's not true. And even with conspiracy theories throughout anything in the world, uh, not really big one. Not really big one. Because, I, you know, I have, you know, I, I often have listeners come up to me or not even come up to me, but I often have listeners, uh, you know, hit me on social media and they, they throw out these wow points. And it's OK if you have a different opinion. It's OK. Because we can, we can go back and forth and debate opinion, opinions. We can, we can go back and forth and, and, and debate opinions. But you can't debate facts. Like, you can't debate facts. And I just hate when people come up with these theories and they shoot these theories at me. And I'm like, um... Like conspiracy theorists, conspiracy theorists, they 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 they're they're lames, they're losers. That's who they. That's what they are. And I I usually and when you just hear certain stuff like that, when you hear, oh, David Stern suspended Michael Jordan for his gambling habits. Why 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 would he suspend Michael Jordan? You know that's you know like I, and I'm 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 capitalist. I'm all for the I'm all for taking advantage of it, the of the free market. In the free economy, why would why would why would David Stern stop that economic flow? Why would he stop that economic flow of the NBA? The NBA is getting TV deals. It's never been more popular. 
the owners making money. Every team is getting notal, getting getting some type of uh, some type of popularity due to Michael Jordan's success and dominance. Why 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 would they? Why 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 would he suspend him? Why would he suspend Michael Jordan? I I just don't get it. <laughs> I just do I I just do not get it on uh, on why people believe that point. The NBA was is at that point in time, obviously. It was. It's never been that popular at that point in time. It, it it was never that popular. And this is a commissioner that's ten years. That's about ten years in. Why? Why would he suspend Michael? And and also the conspiracy theorist about Jordan's death. Really? You, 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 so you're saying he? Okay. Oh, it, 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 it's crazy, and that's and that's the one thing about theories and conspiracy theorists. You throw out facts, you feed them, you feed them constant facts to to like discredit their argument or their theory, quote unquote. You 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 just discredit with facts, and they continue to come back with the same thing. I'm like, okay, you can't win with them. <laughs> you can't win with them. If you ever get into an argument, a debate with a conspiracy theorist, you can't win with them. Because you can feed them facts. You'll be like, oh, no, this is, this is what actually happened. Nah, they don't fall for it. I don't know. They don't fall for it. But those, those are losers. They don't fall for it, though. Hey. So, I, so throughout this, Doc, I've been paying attention to some, team, to, to some players and some of, te- some of the teams that Michael have played. And I was like, mm, maybe we can talk about this on the pod. Maybe I can give you guys since we're since we're down to two episodes in the last two episodes aired this Sunday, and also this is not an ad. Um, <laughs> but the the last two episodes aired this Sunday, I'm gonna give you a list of characters or teams that's been with that's been mentioned in this doc, and I'm gonna give you my perspective, either if if they're trending up or down or if they're stayed the same. If there's only a few people that I have, I'll probably do this um, after the next... I, I'll probably do this next week on the podcast, on, on another episode, where I, I give you all of the characters, or most of the characters that's been mentioned. But I have a few. I have, I have several right here. And we're going to get into some more. We're going to get into some baseball talk after this. But I have some few right, I have a few right here. So the first one will be Michael Jordan, of course. Michael Jordan in this last dance doc um, from the first episode from the from the first episode all the way up to this this past Sunday I have my my fandom has completely gone to another a new level for Michael Jordan it has gone to a new level uh the the first the background uh coming from a great background and his family and his parents a supportive a supportive cast a supportive family I love it I I love the look of it uh, I mean, me personally, I just me personally, I just love to look at it, love the look of it uh, with Michael. Um, I will also say throughout the doc and, you know, with him talking, you know, I knew he was a, I knew he was a feisty competitor. I didn't know he was that competitive. Um, that, 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 the, the, the scene in the last dance doc where in the, I think it was episode eight where BJ Armstrong and the Hornets had one game two. Or had one, yeah, had one game one, or they had one, they had one, they had one game one, and they won the playoff. They, you know, the Bulls, of course, will win the playoff series, but when they had lost that one game, Mike was in the locker room next day with a bat and a cigar. That was crazy. He was, he, he, he they showed the psycho side of Jordan a little bit. He was a psycho. Uh, and I was jokingly, I was saying, like, I was saying, hey, they might want to do a background check on MJ. That guy was, he looked pissed. And the stories, so I, so I love the stories that were shared. Um, Michael just, to me, just me personally, he tre- he's trending up for me personally. For me personally, he's trending up. He's trending upward. Like I said, my fandom went to a new level. It went to a new height uh, with Michael because, you know, I, I knew he was smart, of course. But I like the way how he thinks. I like the way how he thinks. Uh, the the political side, the political stance that he took, I like it or lack thereof <laughs> that people will argue. I, I like I like that type of I like what he 
stood for and what and and I understood him. I'm not gonna say I like I understood where he was coming from. And like I said last week, I don't know why we make I don't know why we make athletes politicians, but that's neither here nor there. I think Jordan for me personally is trending upward. The next person, the next character or player is Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen. Now, I like Scotty. I think Scotty's a great player. Um he's definitely probably the best Robin in league history, of course, and a big part of what the Bulls did and when a big contributor in what the Bulls did in the in those titles run in those titles runs. Big contributor, great great player. He's a he, he's an all time great player. But Scott is kind of trending down for me. I, I, he's kind of he's kind of trending down for me. I you know looking at how looking at how first the op- the first few opening uh, episodes they doc they documented and highlighted that last season where Scotty you know he set out he set out for a good part the for, for at least the first half of the year he set out he he he. Instead of him getting his surgery done in the summertime so he can rehab, recover, and be ready for the season, he, you know, he waited, he enjoyed his summer, he he kept his summer to himself, and then he got his surgery done at the beginning of the season, at the start of the season. So I just kind of thought that was, you know, a little selfish here and there. I thought that was a little selfish. I I, I understand his reasoning, and yes, I heard his reasoning. I, I Like, I grasped the concept of his reasoning and why he did that. But um, it just didn't, you know, it's just not a good look for me personally. It's just not a good look. Um, also, when Michael left, the the Bulls still, they, even though they were, they even even though the year that Michael left and that following year they won fifty four games and got to the second round of the playoffs, they had they experienced some success. But I, I looking at like when they were when they in episode in, in the last two episodes that they showed uh, this past weekend. This past Sunday, when they showed Scotty throughout the season, yes, he was a leave. He was he was fine when everything was going well and everything was flowing. But when there was some trouble in the air and you know circumstances got tough and the air got thicker, you know, Scotty his leadership went down. His leader, I think, I think it's fair. His leadership was, I think it's fair to say that his leadership was not the greatest. I think it's kind of fair to say that. His leadership was not the greatest uh, with Scotty. His leadership just wasn't the greatest for me personally. So I, I have him trending down. Um, but I think Scotty's a great player. Um, Rodman, Dennis Rodman. So Rodman was uh, introduced in the, into the last dance doc, quote unquote, last dance doc, whatever. Uh, he was introduced early on a couple weeks ago. We got the whole story, the whole breakdown. I talked about it. Uh, I would say he, he's not trending down. He's not trending up. He's remained the same. Uh, I kind of knew that about Dennis Rodman, the color, the colorful hair, and uh, and uh, you know the attitude and the on the court and the off the court behaviors. Kind of already knew that. Just the, I just got the full like circle. The full rim of it when you know he explained his his you know his three day trip to Vegas you know I I, I kind of got it great um, great insight but kind of already knew that was kind of the guy that Dennis Rodman was I didn't need the last dance dog to tell me that but I do I did appreciate the 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 you know the details of the Vegas trip <laughs> um, Suns the Phoenix Suns I think the Suns. They get a bad rep. Um, they you know they they get a bad rep. I think they could, I think they definitely could have played better defense. Um, down the stretch of that game six, uh, you know they were up four and then they let Jordan come down the lane and cut the lead to two. I I, I just didn't think I, I I didn't like their transition defense in that particular you know in that particular circumstance. But I think the Suns they were highly effective. Um. Offensively, they were a high pace, high octane, high volume type pace type team. Um, they fit. They would actually fit today's play style with quick up and down shooting. You know, a lot of scoring. They would fit 
perfectly in this era or, you know, in this era. They would fit perfectly with the style of play and the way how they played. Um, and then Charles Barkley, they're obviously their best player. Kevin Johnson. They had so many good players on that Suns team. I think that team, um, think, I don't think it gets enough love. I don't think, I don't think it gets enough love. Um, the next team, now this, this next team, I think there's some type of myth about this team. And that's the New York Knicks, the 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 nineties Knicks, um, prefer I would say the, the early nineties with John Starks, Anthony Mason, and Charles. Oh, I get it. They were rough. They were physical. They were rugged. Pat Riley, Pat Patrick Ewing, the Garden, the Knicks. I get it, but um, uh, they're not. I, they, there's not. They didn't have a lot of skill. Those guys. Like, that's the thing about this. When people talk about the 90s Knicks, I get it. You know, it, for, especially Knicks fans. So it's like, oh, my God. Those like the, Some of you Knicks fans, that's like, the only, that's like the best team you ever saw. I mean, as far as winning and losing, that's like the best team you ever saw. But that Knicks team was not that good. I, I'm just going to be honest. A lot, of guys, a lot of guys on that Knicks team that played on those Knicks teams could not play in today's game. They couldn't play in today's game. They couldn't, some of those guys couldn't hit a 15 jump, a 15 foot jump shot. That's just the truth. Yeah, there's like a myth to that team. I, I, that's just me. As there's like a myth to that team. Uh, with John Starks, John Starks is probably your best, your second best player. John Starks is probably your second best player. Just think about that. It's no disrespect to John Starks. He's a good player, you know, streaky shooter, but he, he's your second best player. You're just not going to win championships like that. I'm sorry. You're just not. Um, and the last guy would be Phil Jackson. Um, the last character with, that I'm doing trending up or trending down is, would be Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson, um, you know, 11, 11 championship rings. Uh, in, his, in his years in the career of coaching, he has never had a losing season. Uh, great. That's, I mean, that's, that's marvelous. But with, I, like this, I, I like the fact that first, Phil, uh, when, when Jordan left, Phil, the triangle worked. And people, that's what people questioned. Because everybody said, oh, the triangle works with Michael, of course. The triangle works when you have Kobe, of course. But Phil was able to show you that, hey, this triangle thing, it, it works. Like, it works. It's, it's great ball movement. It's great player movement. It gets the defense moving. That, you're, you, you get easy and effective shots. Like Phil, and also I talked about, I've already talked about this with Phil and the managing of egos that he had to deal with. He had to deal with Jordan and Scotty and Dennis. And then not to mention this, the, you know, the dysfunctional front office that they had. I, mean, I don't, I, and I still don't know how the Bulls overcame a dysfunctional front office because usually players, coaches, they can't overcome those type of things. Great by Phil. Uh, we're going to have some MLB talk after this quick break. I'll be back. So we all know I've been for the, since this pandemic and crisis has been going on and happening. I've just agreed and I just I've just full on agreed with the moves that the NFL has been making and the stances that they've been taking. They went on with NFL free agency. Positive. It worked. Free agency was great for the NFL. Went on with the NFL draft despite it being virtually great. It was it was it was, it was good. It was better than what people expected. Um, and then now you add the fact that they they brung out the season schedule as if, you know, we're playing. As if we're playing. The NFL, so be, between the NFL, the NBA, and the MLB, I have liked the NFL's approach the best. I have liked their, I have liked their approach and how they're approaching their upcoming season the most. I've, I've, I've agreed with it. I've agreed, I've agreed with most of the things that... Roger Cordell has came out and said, NBA, not so much. I'm going to get to that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tackle the MLB because now the MLB, they're set to start July the 1st. <clears throat> now, that's not the big headline. 
The big and, and and look at this. I've been I've been trying to get the MLB to limit their season, to limit their games that they play. Instead of one twenty, limited to eighty, limited to, to, to limited to a hundred. Well, they did that. They did that. They limited to a hundred. So they limited to eighty-two game regular season. They're gonna play throughout their division. They're gonna play their conference and so forth. And I've I've liked this, but. Uh, you know, the player, baseball player representative, uh, Tony Clark, and, you know, the players, <laughs> they're, 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 they're more concerned about revenue sharing. There's so many, like, with this new, with, I'm not going to say new baseball, new MLB, but with the things that the MLB has pointed out and brung out and what to look forward to, look, what to look forward for this upcoming season or this season that's among us. There's so many good things, and it's most of the things that I've been preaching about the MLB, growing their stars, limiting schedule, who cares, giving us a great postseason, who cares if the season is limited, who cares if the season is 82 games. I have been pushing these points for the last, uh, I don't know, what, month or so? Last month and a half, I've been pushing these same points when, 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 when I've been talking about leagues getting back to play or the collegiate level getting back to play. I have talked about the NFL approach. I have compared it to the NBA approach and now the MLB approach. Now, I told you, NFL, they have been, been conservative. Roger Goodell has kept his heavy hand. Um, he, has kept his, he has kept his foot on the pedal. They're going, going, going. Uh, football is going to be played. If the states allow sports to be played, football is going to happen. If, if, if states open up, football is going to happen. The NBA, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's more of a player-driven league. Adam Silver's having some pushback right now. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna touch bases a little bit more with that. But he's having a pu- he's 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 having some pushback right now from the owners. Owners they don't want to they don't you know they don't want you know, the TV deals and the arena staff. They don't want to f- risk that. But the players are like, hey, we want to play. In baseball, it's more player. In, in basketball, it's more player oriented. But in baseball and MLB, it's uh you know it's more about the money and. At this and get this, I'm all for that. I'm all for capitalism. I'm all for the basic, uh, the basic teachings of capitalism. I'm all for it. I do it on a daily basis. I am all for it. But in a pandemic like this, in such a in, in a pandemic like this, in such a time of it's a crisis. This is a crisis, and in such a time of this magnitude, uh, I don't think it's the best time to be talking about money. I don't think it's the best time to be talking about money. I think the unemployment rate it's nearly it's near twenty percent. I I think last time I checked sources reliable sources, unemployment rate is almost at twenty percent. Uh, of course, if 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 health, if health is not good in this country, of course economic, the economy is not good in this country. Because take this for instance, say a restaurant, a restaurant have workers. Restaurant for it to make money for it the restaurant to be productive and functional people have to come to those restaurants if people are not healthy if consumers are not healthy if they don't feel comfortable in the restaurant they're not gonna go to the restaurant if the workers are not healthy and the workers don't come to work there's no restaurant so the two economic health and then health they correlate. They correlate. And with the MLB, uh, money in dollars is the driving force. Their act- the MLB and the, the players, the players are actually upset and they're pushing back because there's an actual salary cap. Um, baseball, MLB players, MLB stars, you realize every professional sport league, every professional sporting league, has a salary gap? You realize that, right? You, you're, you're the only sport that don't have one. Like, <laughs> and I, I can't believe at such a time like this, this would be the heel. I, I can't believe that this would be the heel of, that they would die on. I can't believe this is the heel that the base, that baseball players would die on. It's like the salary cap and the revenue sharing. Why are we talking about revenue sharing? Why are we talking about there's an actual salary, there's an actual salary cap in baseball when you guys are set to start in July 1st. 
when you guys have a limited regular season, what I've been begging for for, for I don't know how long, but I've been begging for, and I've been on this, I've been on air talking about, hey, baseball needs to shorten their schedule. Baseball needs to shorten their schedule. Baseball needs to shorten their schedule. And it happens, and I'm not talking about it. Instead, I'm talking about them pushing back because they are caring about money, and we're in a global, our country is in a pandemic. Our country is in a pandemic, and they're talking about money. Mind you, the baseball players are, you know, they have guaranteed contracts. NFL guys don't. <sighs> baseball players make the most money. NFL guys don't. NBA guys don't. And they're talking about money. I don't know. MLB, I'm not saying the MLB don't care about its fans. But right now, the headline is, hey, revenue sharing, bad. Players don't like it. It's called a salary cap. That's what literally every league has it. Why are you going to die on that hill in such a time like this? Like I said, I'm all for capitalism. I know you want to grow, you know, I'm all for wealth. I'm all for that. But um, at this time, with people dying and unemployment rate, people losing jobs every day at such a high rate, uh, I don't know. Money's just not the best thing. Also, if baseball was to come on, the MLB was, if the MLB was showing, and you're telling me there's no NBA, Say if the NBA doesn't come back, and baseball starts in July and starts on July the first, July and August, baseball will see great numbers. Baseball will see great numbers in July, especially July and August. You get you telling me there's no NBA, there's no college football probably. So let's just say NBA, no NBA, definitely. No, let's just say no NBA. We just think we're just I'm just talking right now. No NBA. And baseball has most of the summer to itself until September, until the NFL season starts. That would be so beneficial, and it would help. And I bet you, with that, with that, with that practically, with MLB baseball practically being the only thing on, I'm sure people will tune in and watch. Just the just the comment. Now, since we're talking about. Uh, you know, different leagues and how they are approaching this puppy. Which is, well, probably the wrong word to describe because it's not a puppy. But um, this massive situation. <laughs> so that I, I reported a couple of hours ago that, hey, the players in this such a player-driven league, the NBA, it prides itself on its players. They want to promote their stars. They want their stars to have, you know, you know, they, it's a freedom. It's, it's open. Their stars can say whatever they want. Their stars, uh, their stars have said a lot of things. You know, different guys come from different circumstances and different perspectives. And I'm like, whoa, you're losing me. The NBA's losing me. So before I even get into my scoop about the NBA, I'm gonna give you this report. The report came out a couple hours ago. You know, the notable star players in the league had a private conference call. Um, I'm assuming it was led by LeBron and Chris Paul. Chris Paul is, you know, the president of the Players Association. So I would assume that it's led by those two. LeBron, I'm sure, has heavy influence with him being, you know, the face of the league. I'm sure he was a heavy influence and uh, voice. Uh, those star players include like Steph Curry, Giannis, Russell Westbrook, Damian Leonard, AD, KD, Kawhi. You know, top guys, <clears throat> top guys. And I don't know, you know, I, we haven't got any further details on what you know what was said. But the 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 main point coming out of that private conference call is that they are all in agreement that they want to continue to play. They want to continue to play. They want to continue the season. They want the season to continue. Obviously, players want to play. Obviously. Um, Adam Silver has, he's an offender vendor. And I, like I said, I like Adam Silver as a commissioner. I think uh, he's done a great job since uh, him taking over after David Stern. I think he's done a great job. He is, he is definitely followed um, and has exceeded David Stern's vision for the league as far as making it global. Um, we have global superstars, Giannis, Luka Doncic. We have glo Jokic. We have global superstars um, that are fairly popular. Um, yeah, so 
I like Adam Silver, and this is no, this is no, like, this is no knock against him, but it's just the fact that it matter. NBA is a player-friendly league. That's a fact. That's a fact. They embrace their players. They embrace their superstars. They live and die by their superstars. It's a fact. But when he was talking, when I, because the previous podcast I talked about, um, I mentioned that NBA and Adam Silver had a press conference or a, a call. They had a conference call. And, um, you know, let's just say he had to change the tone. His tone was changing. His, and what I mean by his tone was changing, his tone was changing, it seems like more in favor of the owners. It seems like more in favor of the owners and shooting down the possibility of a return. And I know there's, as we, as in real lifetime, as I'm speaking right now, I have seen a couple or a few reports um, that the NBA is optimistic about the season continuing. Let me, because this is real time right here, guys. So the NBA return gaining momentum. NBA return gaining momentum after Board of Governors call with Adam Silver. Participants felt optimistic about the league returning this season. That was that was via Woj. So in real lifetime, it seems like, you know, they're trying to work something out with the governors. Like I said, I told you. NFL, once the NFL, once the, once the states say, hey, you can play, NFL's on it. NFL's on it because they had their schedule set ready for September 13th. And, oh, they had, hell, they had their schedule ready set for preseason football. So they're ready. The NFL's ready. Whenever whenever the time is, they're ready. And then um, the NBA, like I said, <laughs> Adam Silver, he had, he's an offender bender, but... With some reports, I just mentioned the Board of Governors had a conversation, call Adam Silver. They seem optimistic about you know, the NBA returning. But I still think Adam Silver, these last few days, in the last few days, last two few, you know, last few days, let's say, the C- he realized CBA isn't that strong. He realizes the CBA isn't that strong. And once again, I'm comparing NFL. Roger Goodell has had a heavy hand and has kept his heavy. They have had their heavy handness and they have stayed tight with their schedule. They have stayed on target with their with with with, with their doing and what they're saying. Everything is coming out of league office, and that's just how the NFL's ran. It's conservative. They have stuck to their heavy. Their, they have stuck to their big guns. Like I said already. The NBA, like I said, players are saying anything. Not saying anything, but I'm getting multiple perspectives from players because it's player friendly. That's what the, that's what the NBA is all about. Stars. And I'm getting LeBron saying this, Curry saying this, oh Luca comes out and says this, oh Giannis comes out and says this, Durant comes out and says this. You know, I'm getting to me I'm getting a lot of different I'm getting a lot of different voices and perspectives and opinions. NFL to tell me, boom. This is the schedule right here. NFL is telling whom hmm, this is the draft. This like the draft is happening virtually though. NBA Adam Silver has allowed the players to stay to say certain things very loosely, very loosely. They have they have allowed to say their players. They have allowed to, for players to say certain things. If season comes back, hmm. There won't, there won't be an asterisk for a champion if the season comes back. That's another thing I want to address. I, you know, Adam Silver, he's allowed a player from the league. I think his tone has changed. Therefore, boom. But there won't be an and I, I've been hearing this. There won't be an asterisk for whoever wins this title. If the season comes back, if LeBron wins his fourth title at Disneyland, we're not gonna be talking about, oh, there's asterisk right there. We're not gonna go back. We're not gonna go five years later. We're not gonna go back and say, hey, LeBron won a championship in Disneyland. He that no the the no. We're gonna be talking about how great LeBron. The story is we're gonna talk about how great LeBron is because he won a title. He won. He went throughout a playoff without no home games and won a title. 
That's that's going to be the storyline to get his fourth championship. That's going to be the storyline. Him winning his fourth championship at Walt Disney. It's not going to be uh, Lakers, LeBron, fourth ring, asterisk. That's not going to be. That's not going to be the front. That's not going to be the headline. If LeBron and Lakers, if, they, if the NBA season come back and LeBron and the Lakers run the table and they win the championship, that's not going to be the headline. I can guarantee it. I can guarantee it. It won't be the headline. We'll be talking about how great LeBron is and how I mean, how did he win a how did he win a title? How did he go throughout? How did he go through the playoffs with no home game? We're gonna talk about how he won a, his how he won three titles with three different teams, and he was a Finals MVP for all three of those finals for those three finals. We're gonna be talking about how he's a four time Finals MVP. We're gonna talk about how how his argument has just gotten stronger as far as goat talk. We're not going to be talking about Asterisk and him, you know, in the, in the pandemic. We're not going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about LeBron. And how, we're going to be talking about how LeBron got through the pandemic and won an NBA title. His fourth one, to be exact. We're not going to be talking. In, in year 17, we're not going to be talking about how it didn't. it doesn't count. We're just not. We're not. We're not. It's a great ending. If we get a, like I said, if we get a great ending. This, this is what, this, and that's what, that's all I've been saying for baseball. Who cares? If we play eighty-two games. Who cares? If you give me a great playoffs, if you give me a good NL and ALCS with a great World Series, Yankees win it, Dodgers win it. I'm fine. It's a great ending. There's a lot of movies that win Academy Awards. There's a lot of movies that win Academy Awards. But the those movies, some of those movies that win Academy Awards, they weren't they don't they're usually not that good. They usually have a pretty good ending though. Like throughout the beginning of the movie, it's slow. Middle of the movie is uh it's slow. But like the last 20 last 30 20 minutes if the movie is great, if 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 the ending, if the last part is great, people gonna people gonna walk out the movie theater and be like, boy oh boy, that was a good, that was a great movie. They're not gonna they're not gonna remember the 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 the, the slow beginning. They're not gonna remember the they, they they people don't remember the slow beginning. What they are gonna remember is the last twenty minutes that was great, that was action packed. Nobody's gonna remember the. Well, nobody's gonna remember the slow beginning. Nobody's gonna remember that baseball played eighty two games. If we get a great World Series, because we have to go back and say we got a great World Series. Taking look at it. Take this for example: the two thousand sixteen NBA Finals. The margin of victory in the first six games of that that two thousand sixteen Finals is fifteen, thirty three, thirty, eleven, fifteen, and fourteen. Those were blowouts. Those games were blowouts. Some of those games, like a couple of those games, were were over in the first quarter. So you give people a great ending, and that and that series, everybody loved that series. The last six minutes of the game, LeBron's block, you know, it's scoreless, and then LeBron plays great defense down the stretch. He blocks Iguodala. He could have had them both ways, and then the Kyrie shot, then the Kevin Love, you know, when he had his little defensive moment. Everybody loves that series because of that one game seven because of that because because of the last six minutes. But truth be told, that series was that series was not good at all. That series was not good at all. The first six games had blowouts, included blowouts like they were blowouts. These were these these games were legitimate blowouts and over by at, at the end of the first quarter. By halftime, these games were over. All these games, all of these games were over by halftime. Like, and, but it's so it's 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 so looked upon as a great series and a great NBA Finals. You know why? Game seven, the last the last quarter, game seven was good. It was absolutely great. There's some there's some historical moments that won't be forgotten. Tell you. <laughs> I'm telling you, 
It will not be an asterisk besides the team that wins this title. It won't. Trust me, it won't. LeBron's first title came in a strike season. But who remembers? Who remembers that? Who remembers that? No, people don't remember that. What they remember is him trailing 3-2 against the Celtics and him happening that him having that monster game six and then winning game seven and then beating the Thunder in the finals. That's what they remember. And they don't remember that it was a strike season. They don't remember that they only played six games. They don't remember that. People don't remember that. You give them a great ending, give me a great give, give them a great ending, a great story tell. People buy into it. Now they're gonna be a movie that has a solid, has a good beginning. It's solid throughout the middle, but the ending was horrible. People will say that movie was bad. But there could be a movie that uh, slow in the beginning, uh, so so in the middle, and then the last 30, 20 minutes is absolute fire. Absolute can't close your eyes. People will be like, oh, that's a great movie. That movie was great. The entirety of that movie was great. Oh, my God. Tell you. Won't be asterisk. I'll be back after the break. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Dak's contract again. For, um, yeah, we're going to talk about Dak's contract really quickly. Uh, I'm going to give you guys my biggest storylines coming into the NFL season. And I'm going to talk about Jordan's brand. I'm going to talk about Jordan's brand and how I think it's still crazy that his brand is so big today, even with him being away from the game and not playing for 20 years. I'll be back. So I would prop I would practically say that I have a good um a, a good sneaker selection. I pick sneakers nicely. I have a good taste for sneakers. I have a good I would say I have a good sneaker collection. Hmm. You know? I'm into the sneaker business. I'm into the you know the whole sneaker shop and retail and reselling. Yeah, I I'm into it. So <clears throat> and I found this crazy and I talked about I touched I think I touched I touched bases on this a couple weeks ago when I said about when I made my point about um Jordan being or being and having and having the biggest brand in sports, I've said that. Yeah, the biggest brand in sports. Uh, still has the biggest brand in sports, and it's not even close. Check this out. I think most people would say LeBron's the best player in basketball, right? Well, get this: Jordan hadn't played in twenty years. Jordan sneakers sells four times more than LeBron sneakers. You know, I'm a sneaker. I would say I'm a sneaker. Typically, consumers move off of things pretty quickly. They look for, you know, usually in the in the sneaker business, you look for the new trendy thing. It's kind of like music a little bit. It's kind of like rap music. You look for the new trendy thing. What what's trending? What's popping? That's what shoes are. But Jordan, you haven't played in twenty years. <laughs> so that just, I think, I think. That point speaks to how great and how big he is as, I mean, as an American icon, I would say. He's definitely an American icon. I mean, with, with I mean, Jordan, just to think, first minority, first black owner, uh, being a billion, billionaire, boy, oh boy. <laughs> and and I'm not, I don't laugh at the fact that when people ask this or people pose this question, but when people say, hey, when, you know, you think LeBron can catch up to him? Yes, I think LeBron can catch up to him. But um, my, you got to see, like, before the pandemic, you have to see every Saturday there's a Jordan dropping. Every Saturday there's a Jordan, there's a Jordan in different colorways dropping. And this this whole this whole sneaker thing, has gone so far where Jordan has collabs with luxury top and top 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 notch 
fashion designers. I'm talking Christian Dior. He has he has a collab with Christian Dior. He has notable fashion designers remaking his shoe or like you know tr- put uh, adding another version to the shoe. I've seen it. I've seen it. So many rappers and fat and fashion designers. It's so cultural and iconic. Uh, LeBron sneaker isn't just like that. And a lot of people, a lot of players don't have the, a lot of players just don't have this factor to stay relevant. And it's kind of, it's quite, it's kind of crazy when you think about it too. Cause it's not like Michael's out in public. It's not like he's no, it's not like he, you see him every, it's not like you see him every day, every week. He's in the blogs. Nah, lives a private life. It's not like he, he doesn't, I don't even think he has Instagram. He doesn't even have Instagram. So he doesn't have Instagram. He lives a private life. We, you see him at the Charlotte Hornet games, but uh, you don't, you don't, you don't see Mike like that. You, you just don't, and he can live, he lives a private life, and that's kind of, it's kind of funny. That's kind of, you know, a little like you're like, how is he still selling as many sneakers? But he's not a notable face on social media. He's not notable in the public. He doesn't do many press runs. He's doing a press run right now because. You know, he's doing a press one right now because the doc is out, but the last dance doc. But he doesn't do much in front of the media. I think that's I think that's just something just the gloss over it. So let's get into Dak and uh oh boy, oh boy. Dak, 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 Dak. So let's get into Dak, man. Okay, so the Cowboys, they came out and said, Hey, you 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 can't uh they said an obvious statement that I this this has been the argument that I've been making. For like the last, I don't know, couple months, several months, it's been the same argument I made when I said, "Hey, you if if the if your quarterback and they they didn't say this, but this is what they that's that's this is practically what they said. If your quarterback is not like tier top tier, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson type of guy, Aaron Rodgers type of guy, you can't can't give him everything. You can't give him the kitchen sink and, and some more." You can't throw the kitchen sink and some more at him. You can't give him a hundred a multi million dollar deal, hundred million dollars guaranteed. You can't do it. You can't you can't invest in, invest into it because you won't be able to fill other holes in your roster. That's basically what they said. Then Kirk Cousins came out and said, "Hey, the franchise tag is your best friend," and I would tell Dak, "Listen to Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, uh, we know the franchise tag worked out well for you, buddy." Kirk Cousins was franchise tagged twice by the Redskins. Uh, went on free agency market, got eighty-four million dollars guaranteed from the Vikings. Um, and I know Kirk is, of course, Kirk Cousins is not an elite quarterback. Of course, he's not. But Kirk, we know what Kirk is. But the fact of the matter is, he got paid. He got paid, and he's on a great roster with a great with a great coach. And looking at the Redskins, it's like, oh, it, did you make the right decision? The Redskins still haven't been able to they haven't been able to find their guy. Yes, they had Alex Smith and they were winning some games, but he's he's hurt now. He's hurt. Kirk Cousins don't get hurt. He, Kirk Cousins was always available. So the franchise cat tag can be Dak's best friend. But let's but let's look at this. Let's let's take in this. Let's add, and it seems like I give Dak all of these possible scenarios and how this thing could play out. But you get real tiring talking about it because, like, this deal should have been done months ago. But let's let's, let's take a look at this deal. Okay. Say if, let's just say it was a coaching issue. Let's just say Jason Garrett was the problem. Let's just say Jason Garrett, uh, you know, mediocre coach. What I think he was. He was mediocre coach. Yeah, great talent, but I think he's a mediocre coach for the most part. Let's just say, uh, you know, that's right. He's right. And you add Mike McCarthy as a great coach, which he is, Super Bowl winning coach. And then you add C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. So that's a third, like, legitimate target at receiver position. So let's let's just see what Dak does. Why not roll the dice? Let's take that dilemma. 
away and let's 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 see what it let's see what it turns into. Because if Jason Garrett was really the like force, if he was that coach that was the force that was holding this team down, which is very much possible, which I, I do think he was a mediocre coach, but which is very much possible, but I also don't think Dak is a Mahomes type talent. I don't even think he's Carson Wentz. So let's just say Jason Curry was a pop. They got rid of him. They got uh, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's a Mike McCarthy is a Super Bowl winning coach. Okay. Roll the dice, Dak. And I know there's a there's a possibility that he can get hurt. And you know, with being a, such a physical league, yeah, there's a possibility there. But Dak has been available. He's been available. He's been much more available than Carson Wentz per se. So. Let's see what happens. Let's see. Let's Dak should roll the dice, and he should hope that you know, with a with a better coach, better weapons on offense. He has a third. He has a really good third option in CD Lamb. Great with Mari Cooper. Great with Zeke Elliott, and he have one of the better deep threats and Michael Gallup. Huh? You went eight and eight last year. You did not make the playoffs last year. And you had your team was the most healthy. You had the most healthy roster in the division, and you didn't. You went eight and eight. You want to gamble with that, or gamble with the fact that you have a better coach, better weapons on offense, and you and Jason Garrett was really the problem. I would say Dak should roll with that. Ask me. I think Dak should roll with that and roll the dice. I catch you guys um, on this. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna talk about my biggest storylines coming into the NFL season after this quick break. I think with with me talking with me dissecting the NBA, the NFL, and the MLB approaches, they're all three of those approaches. Um, I think this is definitely not the time to be timid in sports. Players, athletes, uh, they get COVID. They get COVID. Um, you know, stats wise, numbers wise, looking at the numbers with these with these men being uh, with these males or these not even males, but with these athletes being. Uh, so athletically gifted and blessed with good with good health, uh, with them being them having the threat or them like their COVID cases heightening or getting worse, it's very low. So you know you know what you know what the UFC did. The UFC rolled the dice. They had one of the best fight cards this past weekend. Uh, people that they've, they've had some pushback. UFC, UFC has had, they've had some pushback. UFC has have pushed right back on, and they don't care. They, they, they don't care. They don't care what's been said. They don't care. They don't care what's being said. They don't care necessarily on the, the optics and how it looks. They couldn't fight in California. They moved UFC 49, 249 to Florida. They had one of their best fight cards ever. They, had mer- they got an emerging young star. And Justin Gaethje, new rock star. He's the he's the star of sports, and he's in line to fight Khabib. Uh, Khabib is looked at as probably the greatest UFC fighter of all time. So that so it's just many. It's numerous doors opening up. UFC was uh, I would say it was very much on brand with being uh, aggressive and assertive, pushing and forcing their will. Uh, but J- Justin Gaethje, well, you're the only thing going on in sports. You know, like you're the only topic going on. Yeah, it's kind of easy to take over the spotlight, and they found themselves. UFC found themselves. UFC, USC, UFC uh, has found themselves a new star, Justin Gaethje, and he's going to be going against. He's in line. It seems like they're going to have the fight with uh, Khabib, and Khabib is looked at. You know, like I said, one of the greatest fighters of all time in UFC. So that was great for UFC. Um, they, they, they did a good, they did a good job with promoting the brand. They did a great job promoting the brand. They were very much on brand. 
Um, some other news. The NFL is uh, going to end the pass interference, uh, the replay of the pass interference call. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, it, did, it just didn't work out last year. First, the reason... the. Re- just I did not like the reason that the I didn't like the reason the fact that they added an instant replay because New Orleans Saints like people they they people say oh the Saints should have won that game they should have gotten to the Super Bowl no 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 yes it was a missed call it was a pass interference call but that's not why the Saints lost that game the Saints also had the ball and they had the ball still in position to score they didn't. Then it went to overtime. They got the ball in overtime. Turned, Drew Brees turned the ball over. Didn't score, and they let in their defense let the Rams score. Saints, Saints had Saints still had plenty of opportunities and chances to win, win that game. So I didn't like the fact that they changed it because of that one situation that happened. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. But um, and then when they and then during this year. The like the effectiveness, it just wasn't like the efficiency. The like the effectiveness. Of, I'm sorry, with the effectiveness, with the effect effectiveness of the call, I didn't like it of the re- instant replay. It the 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 pi calls really get overturned. It was just no need for it, and this is gonna lead me into my biggest NFL stories story or storylines going into the 2020 football season. This is going to be my, these are my biggest stories and storylines that we're going to talk about the most during the season, perhaps. The first is Ben Roethlisberger returning to Pittsburgh. How is Ben Roethlisberger going to look? Is he going to be fully healthy? Is he going to be fully healthy? Um, I, 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 we, I, like I said, I've seen multiple reports that says, hey, Ben Roethlisberger's offseason, his offseason regiment. Uh, not the greatest, not the healthiest. I've heard that it, it's not the, it's not like Tom Brady and Russell Wilson's regimen. It's, 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 it's not. It's quite the opposite. It's quite the opposite. So I, you know, Pittsburgh stands to hold their cross their fingers that he comes back uh, healthy. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. And I, the Steelers' outcome. I want to see what the Steelers' outcome becomes because I've all I've mentioned that I think the Steelers they should get them a better backup just in case Ben Roethlisberger isn't Ben Roethlisberger they should get them a better backup they should invest into a better backup and Cam Newton's out there in the market uh my next one is of course Brady and Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay Super Bowl contenders we gotta see like I, I, I definitely do think that the Brady to the Bucks make the Buccaneers better he obviously makes them better um, like I, I've been saying this all offseason, the mistakes that Jameis Winston made, especially the mistakes that he made down the stretch of games, Brady won't make. Brady won't make those same mistakes. And let's just be honest, Brady's a better quarterback right now than Jameis Winston. Come on. He's a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. And you look at all the weapons that they have added and put or already had on that team. I want to see if the Buccaneers. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be a playoff team, and I think they're going to be better. But how much better are they? And are they legit Super Bowl contenders? I cannot wait to see how those Brady, how Brady and the Buccaneers come out uh, and play throughout the season. Um, and then I have how do the Niners? How do the Forty ers bounce back off of their Super Bowl loss? How does Kyle Shanahan respond to it? How does Jimmy Garoppolo start response to it? Does Jimmy Garoppolo have a good year? Does he have back-to-back good years? Does he have back-to-back good years in him? We'll see. Uh, it's, it's Baltimore overrated. The Ravens, I've been saying it. The Ravens, has a, they have a really good roster. I cannot wait to see Lamar and how much, and how much better he's gotten because I would assume that he's gotten better. I would assume he has gotten better, but I want to see how much better has Lamar gotten. I want to see this. Um, Barrel to Cincinnati. It Cincinnati. It's a. It, to me, if you ask me, it's a hellhole. It's a hellhole. They play in a tough division. Battle line coach. I don't know about Zach Taylor. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We 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 have to see. 
So we we're gonna you know we we gotta see. But I think, boy oh boy, Burrow to Cincinnati. It's going to be interesting to see, and the ratings are going to be off the roof, but boy, I pray for Joe Burrow. Um, and the Browns. How do the Browns, like, are the Browns legit? Can we trust the Cleveland Browns? Does Baker have a bounce back year? I think Baker does have a bounce back year. I think he'll have a better year. I'm not going to say he's, having a, he's not going to turn into an elite guy, but he will have a better year, than I, in my opinion. I think he'll have a better year. But, you know, with all these weapons... Like he should, but how good are the Browns? Are the Browns legit? So those are my top storylines of the 2020 upcoming season. Of course, I can't wait to see the Chiefs play. Can't wait to see what the Cowboys do with their new their new look receiving core. Defense is uh <laughs> defense is okay, I guess. <laughs> That's what people want me to say. Defense is okay, though. Um, we got to see. But thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast, the IKP. I am out. This is episode 120. You guys have a good one. And then I hope you enjoyed this episode. Always remember two choices, one decision. I'm out. <laughs>